Welcome to ICA Podcast 9. The goal of ICA Podcast 9 is to provide insightful information about the industry to members and non-members of Intercoiffure America Canada, the voice for salon owners. Each week we'll bring business, educational and inspirational topics to aid anyone with ties to the beauty industry. We will have a revolving series of hosts pulling from industry leaders as hosts and guests to keep things lively and interesting and make you wonder what's coming next. Now, here's this week's edition of ICA Podcast 9. I want to welcome everybody to Emma Coffura, America, Canada podcast. I have the amazing, uh, fascinating, fabulous, inspiring lady, Vivian McKinder with me. And I think everybody knows Vivian, but if they don't, I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. From my standpoint, I'll tell you, she is probably one of the most creative educators, creative stylist, creative cutter. I mean, if you could just take everything and put it into one package, it would be a Vivian McKinder. So that's my perspective. But Vivian, I would like to welcome you. And I'd like for you to tell us just a little bit about um, who you are and what you've done. And then we're going to jump right in and talk about what do you see for the future of the education um, school and schools and also for the individuals and how they can be become a Vivian McKinder. So welcome. Thank you so much. And hi, everybody. Um, I, I, I was very blessed to be guided by a wonderful mother and father and dear friend who just wanted me to work for the best and be at the best, whatever that best may be. And I was recommended to go to the London College of Fashion, which was a two-year program. And it prepared people for film, television, theater, as well as going into the salon, but they had a very nice niche area within the theatrics, which because I had a theatrical background, seemed like the, the perfect fit. And so my, my friend said, darling, wherever you go, be with the best of the best and don't compromise. And I took that advice. The flip side of it was that when you want to work with the best of the worst, it can be very intimidating because it feels like you're always at the bottom of the ladder. But the nice thing is, if your ladder's leaning against the right building and you look up and you see amazing hairdressers and you have incredible role models, all you've got to do is follow their advice and guidance. And when you get to a certain place, you then make it your own. And I was blessed to have that. You know, um, I always compare our industry to the mu music industry and you know, when you talk to the musicians that are trying to become famous, that's exactly what they say. They they hang at the bottom of the feet of the musicians. They learn to play with them. They ask them questions. They, they're mentored by them. And, you know, eventually they get their their break. So um, I, I want to know what one what was the most important turning point in your career? Uh, at what stage of it? Was it at the very beginning? Was it later on? Was it uh, maybe through a, a failure um, and that turned your life around and, and you become even became even better? Uh, let's talk about that. How did you become the amazing person, um, an educator that you are? 
Well, thank you for your kindness, um, because I, I don't always feel all that you said. Um, I was not a gifted student. I wasn't a natural talent. I didn't have an identity of my own sense of style because I'd been costumed through my theatrical background for my whole, my whole life. And so I didn't know who Vivian was. I was fortunate to work for such a major company, Vidal Sassoon's, that they had a very distinct brand. So I merged into it. And I really failed forward because I wasn't confident. I didn't understand the architecture of design. I was scared of cutting hair short. And I found a couple of haircuts that I quite liked doing and I was okay at doing them. So everyone got the same haircut because I could do it. And at that time, um, I, I didn't question why are the clients not coming back? Um, I didn't question why am I not building because really and truly, maybe one or two of those haircuts suited the clients, but for most of them, it didn't even suit them. Yes, I did a great haircut on completely the wrong person. So the client was accommodating me. I wasn't accommodating the client. And I had many, 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 many failures, many times of heartache where it was like, I'm so useless, I should just quit. And my mother again said, darling, when you're good, just keep practicing. I think you'll enjoy it. And so I just was devoted to how do I get confident? How do I increase my skill? And I remember my first bride, I tried to actually escape through the staff room window to run away because I was terrified that I was going to have a bride sitting in my chair and I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no training for working on a bride. Oh my gosh. So there were so many different things that I experienced graduating someone's hair so short that they looked like they had spaniel ears in the front and the back was prior top. Clearly the most unattractive hairstyle. So I I I was so unskilled and I, I'm in a way glad that I had many mistakes because I learned how to quickly bounce back and say, don't ever do that one again. Don't ever do that one again. And right at the very beginning of my career, I knew the power of photography. And I used to Polaroid my work and I would take photographs of it and I would look at my work on a board and say, okay, well, she looks nice and this one looks worse than before I cut her hair and <laughs> this one's okay. And by the way, they're all wearing the same hairstyle. So by photo journaling back then, I started to learn. The camera became my teacher at a very, very early age. And at a very early age in my career, I was doing editorial work, again, with no training. It was like, here I am in a photo studio. What do I do? Oh, I think I'll do one of the three, three hairstyles I can do. Well, no, Vivian, they don't want that hairstyle. What do we do now? Well, we panic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know that your your journey has been um probably it could be made into a movie probably and i, I want to say this to you right now because i don't think too many people think about this especially the the young students that are going to be listening to this you know haircutting seems to always be um when you name great haircutters you always can name a lot of men and very few women but you're one of those few women who have excelled and could hold your own with anybody, uh, any male, any female, any seasoned person. And, you know, I, 
I so admire that because I think the the cutting uh, part of our industry has been sort of not sought after for by so many women or so many females. And do you see that changing? And do you um, see more uh, female students now coming in and wanting to be better than they did 10, 15 years ago? Well, I think success is a mindset. And um, if you say to yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't because, then that will be your reality. But when you look at life and you say, I want to be good, I want to be great. So if you're sweeping the floor, I'm going to be the best broom sweeper. If you're shampooing behind the seat, I'm going to be the best shampooer. Uh, when it comes to blow drying, I'm going to be the best blow dryer. So it's just setting standards for yourself and saying, I want to be the best at this. If I'm going to work, why not work and be fabulous and make a difference to the world versus just dragging yourself to work and not really caring? Because that not caring is very destructive on every single physical, emotional, spiritual level. Um, I think one of the great things about the classic British training, because having gone to college and then going to Sassoon's, I had three years formal training before I was let leash on a paying client. And I think that it does take about three years to get your wheels moving and so on and so forth. And then I think it takes like the next five years after that just to start to find a place. It, you're still practicing all of your different bits and pieces. Um, but I think one of the genius things about British training, and this is what I do today uh, when I'm allowed to, and people trust me on this, I always say, you've got to learn how to move hair before you remove hair. You've got to learn how to dress hair, whether it's up or down, move and manipulate hair. And that's kind of the editorial world. You learn that first. You get that sorted, and that will be a life's lesson that you'll continue refining. Then the next thing is, barbering go straight into barbering because when you learn how to cut men's hair you are fearless about cutting hair short because less men we have to love them if you cut a gentleman's hair too short they don't go oh my gosh you cut you cut an inch more than you said you were going to they may say well this will this will grow out well or it's gonna last right. a long time but men are very generous about that so you, you learn shape, you learn architecture on men's grooming, which I did. And then you go into cutting women's hair. Now you can go from women's hair from your shortest hairstyles through to your longest hairstyles. Then you've got that. But you've got to learn how to move and manipulate hair. And, and the brilliant thing about when you learn how to do that first, if you make a design mistake, you brush it out. If you make a consultation mistake, you can brush it out. If you make a fashion mistake, you can brush it out. So what are you learning as you're learning how to design your, with your dress work skills? You are learning your consultation. You're learning to design to face shape. You are learning the, the, the textures of hair and you're learning setting skills. You're learning your products. You're learning how to make hair sexy or you're learning how to make hair look more strong and maybe more masculine. And so you're learning all these genres because at the end of the day, every single person has a status. They have a story. They're a character. And when you look at a head, when you look through your hairdressing eyes at your client as a character or what is their status? What do they stand for? What do they not stand for? 
your job is to design from the inside of the head to the outside of the head. And you have to understand that. Now, if you don't view the client that way, what you'll hear is this narrative. What are we doing today? Same as usual, just a trim. That's order taking. That is not designing. So you can be a groomer and it's totally fine to be a groomer. Everyone needs to be groomed. But if you're only a groomer and you're only taking orders, you're a puppet and there's a wall between you and your creative richness that's stopping you from becoming the designer. So I think great training is learning dress work skills first, learning barbering, going into your hair cutting. Then when you go into your chemical services of working with your perms, you know how to roll a hair. You have all those dexterity skills available to you. And then when you go into your color, you understand fashion and style. And you're not just coloring someone's head, you're coloring to face shape, you're coloring to lifestyle, you're coloring to age. So it becomes a much bigger canvas. And when you come from that perspective, there is so much value in what I just described versus what are we doing today? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think um, a lot of the students that are in school right now, they don't have um, the language. They don't understand the language of hairstyling. Um, and also like the, the vocabulary of design. I mean, how do you think that we could take uh, our system, our school educational system, and maybe make it a little bit more relevant. I'm not putting any of the schools down by any means right now. I'm just saying in a, in a perfect world, what would be the missing part in the school curriculum that they need more than ever to be successful? I would, I would love for schools to be really honest about hairdressing as a craft is a lifelong journey. You have to be a lifelong learner. And that when you enter school, you're learning some fundamentals, you're learning safety, sanitation and hygiene, and you're learning some fundamentals to get your license. Your license not based on your creativity and your busy business savviness and your uh, entrepreneurial spirit is not based on that so view school as the first stepping stone to learning some fundamentals about the craft and from there on you have got you've passed your driving test but it doesn't mean that you're a great driver and you can drive up hills round mountains and so on and so forth so it's it's a step one it's not the end it's only the beginning and when you graduate You've then got to find other mentors, other form of learning and styling so that you are constantly, constantly learning. And learning isn't browsing Instagram and watching a 10 second video. That is some inspiration. Learning is when you watch something, whether it be an image, whether it be a short video or a long video, and you then go and recreate it and you photo journal it to prove to yourself, not only did I watch it, I now am doing it, and now there's the result. And that is the biggest misconception today. You watch edited 
videos of hair being created, a Pinterest video of some clever dress work, which is brilliantly done. It's 15 seconds and it's like, wow, that looks so easy. What you didn't see is the editing out of what didn't work. What you didn't see was all the practicing before. You didn't see them in saying, you saw one perfect execution, brilliantly filmed in 15 seconds. Now you go and try that. You'll probably fail as I have done. I've watched a 15 second YouTube video probably 40 times and tried and tried and tried and looked at the edit and gone, okay. So then what I've done is I've taken the edit, I've put it into my editing program and slowed it down and gone, ah, now there's a huge gap from A to B. What happened in the gap? Because <laughs> it's a great video and I'm going to watch right. another one and another one. But now when the client's sitting there, am I going to now do the look? I am going to fail big time forward. And this is the problem, Sheila. You fail, you feel disheartened, you lose your confidence, you feel, you feel like a loser and you start to then want to quit. And the thing is, what you were looking at is not based on reality. You're not seeing the flaws and the mistakes. And people today is like, oh, you've got to make your video be now 15 seconds long. Well, okay, if I'm going to entertain someone for 15 seconds, but you, you can't get bored doing a haircut and a color. If that color is going to take you two hours to do or a haircut's going to take you 45 minutes to do what's going to happen to your attention and your retention if you are already one minute into it it's like oh i'm bored already that's dangerous i know i have seen uh, i've been visiting a lot of student competitions and uh student um you know gatherings and and visiting a lot of schools and i I am just amazed at how quickly they think bleach comes up on a from a level two to a a hull of blonde. I mean, they think that it's in 15 minutes they're panicking, and it goes back to them watching those videos and they speed it up, so they have no idea how long it really takes to do a beautiful lifting or even a beautiful haircut because it takes two seconds over here, two seconds over there. So I think that is probably, um, I mean, what you just said was, I think every student, every seasoned person needs to write that down because we do look at those YouTubes and um, it's not reality at all. It's entertaining for sure. Of course, it's it entertaining. Is. If I want some inspiration, I can scroll through. But how much is sticking? Because if you look at life so fast in front of you and it's zipping by and zipping by and zipping by, nothing is sticking. You know, you, can, you can't microwave mastery. Mastery is a journey. Mastery is a marination. It is the journey. You should love who you become on the journey. So for example, I have a training program that I'm running and, and it was born during COVID and all the live events stopped, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, how do I help people? I have a video library of over, now it's probably 2000 videos. So I have a huge library, but that's not it. People now need coaching. People now need feedback. The digital platform, just as a standalone digital platform, is great, but there has to be something else. So what I created 
was a coaching program with the digital support and the ability for me to watch your work, give you feedback, et cetera, et cetera. So I have a program that's running for one year. One of the gentlemen in the program is 70 years old and he said, Viv, I want to reinvent myself because my clients are dying and I need new clients. And I just thought, God bless you. You're a wonderful man. Very talented. So 70 years old, wants to reinvent himself and feels that there's huge gaps in his training. 70 years. The other person is just about to start cosmetology school. She's just graduated from high school and she's 18 years old and she wants to learn it right the first time and she doesn't want to make mistakes and then have to go back years later and fix all the things that she's done wrong. It's a smart young kid. So when I'm looking at them on the screen because we see each other all live on the screen and I'm looking at my 70 year old and I'm looking at my young person and I'm thinking this is going to be really interesting here. How am I going to make this work? So I broke everything down to my philosophy of how I train people. Consultation is king. How you talk to that client, how you measure the face, the, the face shape and the balance of, of a face is a science. It's a science of beauty and it's the beauty of science. So it's factual as opposed to an opinion. I go through all of these different things and I start to see eyeballs open and they're looking at their clients in a totally different way than they've ever done before because the baby is starting to see things like, wow, I never knew that you could measure the face to check balance. The older guy's going, wow, 40, 50 years in the business, I've never done that once. Oh, I wish I'd learned this sooner. I say, right, we're gonna do a year. Oh, Viv, that's a long, long time. It's gonna be two hours a week. You're gonna show, oh, Viv, I don't know whether I can. Well, you can find all the reasons in the world not to show up. You can find all the reasons in the world to be too busy. But if you wanna be good, what's your excuse? For not showing up because if you want to be good there are no excuses you just show up right so we're now at the end of the program and they're all saying Viv my life has totally been changed it's been the fastest year I've ever ever had and guess what they all want to do year two and I said the program's coming to an end go off now go and do it right go go fly the coop go I went no 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 we want to come back so guess what they're now coming back for year two but the point I'm making is feedback to look, have someone look at your work and say, yeah, that balances. But if you raise that up a little bit more, you could slim her jawline. If you actually did da, 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 you could actually make it look more youthful. So for example, you can have ladies, and this happened to me last week. I had a lady who had hair down. I wish this was visual so you could see this. Her hair was uh, below her shoulders, very fine hair, 70 years old with a very heavy jowl and a thickening neck. And most people end up growing into being a pair. They, they get volume in the lower part of their face and that's where the fullness is. This lady was like that. She brings me all of these visuals of all these adorable haircuts. Not one of them will work for her hair type, which is fine and very, very limp. Not one of them is gonna balance with her face shape. It's just gonna make her heaviness in the lower part of her face look even thicker. So I, I, I went, I go have an automated consultation form. So the consultation does the work for me. I then interpret the answers and it's a deep dive, this consultation. And she was like, whoa, no one's ever asked me these things before. And I said, are you open to 
a suggestion that's nothing to do with anything you've said or any of the photographs you've shown me. And I vogued around her face and I showed how to lift her jawline, how to slim her, how to accent her cheekbones. And all she kept speaking about was, well, my neck is so thick and my face is so fat. I said, let's do this. So what I ended up doing, I cut her hair over her ears and I gave her a sexy pixie haircut with a long swooping front. Now, before I cut all of her hair off, I said, are you open to a short pixie? She said, well, doesn't short hair make women look older? And I thought, that's fascinating. This is a lady that's 70 years old and she's concerned that a short haircut is going to make her look older. Well, yes, you can do an old fashioned haircut and an old fashioned blow dry and make anyone look older. But there's an art to making a mature woman look young and fresh by giving her a haircut that has a little bit of edge, very feminine, very soft, very pretty and age appropriate. I cut all of her hair off and she was like, whoa. I took photographs of her at the end and I have the most amazing before and after photographs. I Then she, her dog was here. And so I, I recognized immediately I'm going to get magic if she plays with that dog and I take photographs of her with her dog because now it becomes lifestyle and it now becomes more about her looking at her dog and less of a focus on herself and I'll get some great photographs. I got amazing photographs. I've seen this lady since. She said, I've never had a haircut so amazing. I feel sexy. I feel fabulous. She said to me, do you know any men that would want to date me? Now, this is a woman who's a <laughs> widow. Now she's going to go and get the neck lift. She now wants to go out and date. And do you know what? She felt unattractive. She felt frumpy. She did not feel desirable. And she felt she was buying into, I will be a widow and this is the end of my life. I didn't just cut her hair off. I gave her hope and I, I helped her reinvent herself. Now, did it take courage to cut 15 inches off and cut right the way around her ear? Yes, it did, but I knew it was the right thing for her. The value of that is it's not how many inches I cut off and how much I left. It's nothing to do with that. The value of what I did, I gave her over a $500 experience. I gave her a $1,000 experience because I changed her life. Now, that level of education has taken me years to acquire but I figured out now how to teach it. And that's why people, when they come to me now, they get hooked and addicted because, oh my gosh, my clients now are looking more beautiful than they've ever done before. And that for me is the game changer. And when we live in a world where there is no specific fashion really anymore in terms of clothing and total style, you can be boho, you can be rock and roll, you can be glamorous and buttoned up, you can be casual. So ombre could go on all of those ladies. A long layered haircut could go on all of those ladies, but the rock and roll would have a totally different vibe to the boho girl. So the expression of creativity, the expression of individuality is bigger now than ever before. So never before have we needed such diversity of skills that keeps you fresh and alert and vibrant. Well, I totally agree. And I want to, um, I want you to tell 
everybody that's listening exactly how they can get in touch with you. And then we will also have all your information on the Unicofior website so that they can contact you. You know, you're listed as one of our icons and, uh, you know, strategic um, educators for success. And so I would like for you to tell everybody exactly how they can get in touch with you, even if they wanted to call you personally, and then maybe you could interview them and help them with their journey to become successful. So I, I definitely, uh, you've got to put that right now because I know everybody's ready to get their paper out and then write it down. Uh, well, my Instagram is my name, Vivian McKenzie, and it's spelled the French way as a female. It's V-I-V-I-E-N-N-E. -E. So it's Vivian McKenzie, which is M-A-C-K-I-N-Z-E-R. So my Instagram, Facebook are Vivian McKenzie. My website is Vivian McKenzie as well. So that's where you can find me. Um, what I would also invite you to do is that I, I host an open house every week. An open house is a way for me to kind of meet you. And um, it's a way of me showing you some of the uh, career opportunities you have by working with me through my education. And um, you can also be a guest and come in and watch one of these live workshops that I'm speaking about. You can actually see them and have that amazing experience and um, really then get some clarity about uh, reality versus fantasy and so on and so forth. I do within my training, we have a mentoring session every week and we a few weeks ago did something and I call it design your lifestyle and reverse your career into it. If you want longevity in anything that you're going to do, if you design the lifestyle that you want first from the financial, from the time frame, the freedom frame, all the different aspects of what make a lifestyle, and then you think, how am I plugging my career into it? You then either adjust the lifestyle or you adjust the career to, to get a, a plan and a design for your life. And I think that's very, very important to understand that because to be good at anything, it requires a lot of work. It requires phenomenal amount of practicing, 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 practicing. And I think that today we're fed the ease of things happening very easy very automated we're not having to work very hard for them but there's certain things in our craft that require so much practicing i'm still humbled to have a square bob i'm still humbled to do a graduated bob hair humbles me i don't go in with any arrogance or complacency it humbles me and i ask myself can i do this you know to be around great people interquartier is an amazing organization and Intercoiffure has some of the top salons in this country. So to select an Intercoiffure salon and go there because you want five-star education, that's a very important thing because you will become who you hang out with. And you must remember, human behavior is contagious. If you hang out with positive, it's gonna rub off. If you hang out with negative and the naysayers, it's gonna rub off. So this is a time for you to design your lifestyle, your career, but there is one thing that's important. You're gonna have to work really, really hard and be prepared to fail and stand up and fail and stand up. And, look, and when you cry, you just head yourself to the bathroom and have a good old cry, put your show face back on and come back out there and the show goes on because we've all done it and you will too. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from jumping and following a dream. 
and go for it. Just go for it. But you've got to be guided because if you're guided by someone, they'll get you there quicker. If you're on the, your own, bouncing around like a ping pong ball from salon to salon to salon, education to education, social media to social media, you've bounced your way around everything and you have very poor results. But when you get into a structure and a system that's proven to give you results, that's something you can hold on to and that builds you up. And when you're built up with genuine confidence, that can only come from knowledge and skill that you've practiced. And that's, that's the most important thing of all. Well, I tell you what, you know how I feel about you and your educational system. And not only are you just brilliant, but you are so inspiring with just your, your uh, words of wisdom of how to be successful. And not only do you tell people, but you are success. I mean, just watching you work and, and listening to you. And, uh, and I know you're so dedicated to this industry. And I'm so appreciative that you took this time to be able to talk to not only uh, the industry through Intercoffure podcast, but also directly to the students that this podcast is going to be uh, going out to. And I look forward to us seeing you on the Intercoffure stage very soon. I know that all the members are saying, hey, we need to see Vivian back on our stage. So I'm going to work on that. And then uh, I would hope that maybe we can uh, maybe have another podcast in a few weeks and just talk about some of your educational techniques and systems and things like that so that we can do a continuation to um, to how the, be, be successful to these students. Yeah. And you know what, guys, the most important thing is you've got to develop good habits. It's 95% of what you do today, you'll do tomorrow. And you have to stop and step back and say, do the habits I have right now serve my higher purpose? Does it bring joy? Do, do I add value to myself and to the people around me? And when you're around any of the mentors who have that proven success, they have successful habits. And that's what you need to get hooked on. And when you find those, it is just so magical and it will bring joy. And my, my biggest desire for you all is that you have, have joy that feeds your heart and feeds your pocket. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Vivian. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you. And um, we'll get back together soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Sheila. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the ICA Podcast 9 podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for more industry insight and information. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast too and share it with your friends in the industry. Our only goal is to bring people together and share information with those that need it. Intercoiffure America Canada is proud to be the voice for salon owners. For more information about us, visit intercoiffure.com. That's intercoiffure.com.